into the contest. It's Monday, the 8th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. Shane Lee, big birthday today. Not for you, but for someone special. My little brother, Brett Lee's turning 45 today. Ah. So many happy returns to him. And um, yeah, 45. I can't believe my, my middle brother's 45. So um, happy birthday, Brett. Makes us all feel a little older. I remember doing those stories on him <laughs> as a teenager. And, uh, well, yeah, a very happy birthday to you, Binger, of course, busy at the moment through the T20 World Cup, as has the Australian cricket team. Day Warner back in the runs. That was absolutely superb, that 89. They demolished the West Indies. Andrew Johns wants to coach Luke Brooks, and we hear what Jordan Dugowie is going to use as his defence. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main hair care. Oh, main hair care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, main hair care. Okay, Shane, uh, the T20 World Cup. We've got a few days before this semi-final. Australia's set to play Pakistan, and uh, they've really hit form at the right end of the tournament. They've come out and demolished Bangladesh, of course, and done pretty much the same to the West Indies. It looked a little bit edgy there when Gale hit a couple of sixes, but then, really, that was the only time they looked any chance, the Windies. Yeah, we're definitely peaking at the right Right end of the tournament, Timmy, that's for sure. The West Indies scoring 157 for seven. And Australia getting the runs um, only two down. Um, Josh, Josh Hazelwood did the damage with the ball for the Aussies, taking four for 37 off his four overs. But it was Davey Warner, 89 not out of 56 balls. And, and Mitchell Marsh, who we all remember wasn't batting three there for a while. Um, he scored 56 off only 32 balls. Uh, and Australia, as you said, Timmy, plays Pakistan in the semifinal. The other one is England v New Zealand. And for the West Indies, it was, it was Chris Gale's last game for the West Indies. So um, he's been an absolute trooper and a fantastic player for many years. And he'll just go off now and probably play a few other T20 tournaments around the world. But yeah, his last match for the West Indies. He is 43 or something. It's it's amazing how long players play for these days. Yeah, we can definitely do it in the shorter version of the game, that's for sure. And uh, mm. he, he's probably worth 60 to $70 million, Chris Gale, and wow. by just playing cricket around the world. And, uh, yeah, the universal boss, he can hold his head high. He did very, very well for the West Indies over many, many years. Yeah, he's had the odd moment of controversy in the odd interview, but uh, Chris Gale, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, one of a kind. Blush, baby. One yeah. of a kind. Uh, what did you think um, in the sense of Warner's summer? Um, I know you can't read too much into uh, the different formats, but confidence is a huge thing, isn't it? Momentum is a huge thing. It sure is. And he came out just before this match saying he's not retiring. So, um, And he came out batting like a guy that wasn't. So, look, it's good to see. It'd be, it'd be nice to see Australia get through to the final and, and wanted to score runs in both these matches. But I think, you know, he is getting a little bit older, um, a little bit slower, uh, and he's going to come up against it in the Test Match Series. But, look, he's a fighter, and um, we've seen that for many, many years with Dave Warner. He's a class player with very, very good numbers across all three formats. Um, 
But, yeah, definitely finding form at the right time of the tournament. Now, Rugby League, Andrew Johns, uh, he's going to Newcastle. We heard that. He basically is leaving Parramatta. And when I'm talking in terms of leaving, obviously, in his coaching role, he did uh, mm-hmm. a reasonable job with Mitchell Moses, who, who we could see some marked improvement in um, throughout the course of the year, although they didn't get the job done right at the end. But he, he really did look like an improved player. He is coming out saying that he'd love to coach Luke Brooks, but there's no there's no guarantee that Luke Brooks will be in Newcastle. We've got to find that out first. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, he's definitely pushing for it. And um, we all know that uh, Mitchell Pearce is off to, to France and Joey Johns was saying he reckons he's seen um, Mitchell Pearce walking around Newcastle recently in a beret eating croissants and uh, walking a poodle. So he's definitely he's definitely checked into the French lifestyle. Um, but I think uh, Joey Johns would do a fantastic job with Luke Brooks. He's a very, very talented footballer but has lacked a bit of guidance. And, um, yeah, that is a big, big selling point to try and get him up there. I think it'd be a really, really good move for Luke Brooks. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I mentioned to you the other day in the commentary box as a schoolboy when I was working mm. with Andrew Johns, he, he said that this guy reminds him the most of him of any player that he's ever seen. So whether all these years on he can turn that, it's got to be 10 years ago or close enough to it, whether he can see him meet his potential because he's one of those sports people that has always been gifted but hasn't quite got the consistency for whatever reason, hasn't quite got the consistency just to, to get it over the line. Yeah, and it depends how much um, Joey Johns and how much time he spends there, right? So mm. if, if it's a session here and there, well, it's, it's not going to really do much to Luke Brooks, but if he's there in almost a full-time capacity, which I doubt it because of his media commitments, um, he could make a big difference. And, you know, I think Joey's probably the greatest player of all time. So, mm. um, yeah, you only want his influence on the field, though. There were, he had the old drama off the field, old Joseph. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll wait and see with what happens with Luke Brooks. Um, now, I don't know about you, but if, if I was a rugby league player of any note and young enough, I reckon I'd want to start my career in the south of France. <laughs> That's not too bad at all. It's uh, You're talking about Mitchell Pierce. Yeah, I am. I'd just say how good it would be, you know, to be yeah. walking along eating baguettes and, and drinking rosé. I reckon that wouldn't be a bad place to start your career and just spend your time because the south of France is a lovely part of the world, um, dear old Shane. It sure is. <laughs> um, now, Scotland, uh, they've got the better of, uh, well, a pretty scrappy old Wallaby side this morning. That game was on uh, at an ungodly hour. It was about 1 o'clock this morning, uh, Eastern Daylight Savings Time, and they got us by a couple. Yeah, Scotland beating us 15-13 full-time. Um, we talked a lot about the team leading up to this tour, and um, yeah, a lot of SOSs and a lot of players not available. But it's a very, very different style that they play in Europe um, with Rugby Union. It's not the sort of flowing running game that we play here. It's a real hard, hard-fought grind. And um, yeah, Australia, very, very sloppy in a lot of ways. We, we had our chances. Um, Hooper was disallowed a try um, just before half time, which I think would, would have turned the tide a bit. But um, yeah, Scotland just, just ground out a real hard-fought in, in the forwards. Typical um, you know, rugby match over in Europe. Yeah, they're a hard loss, Scotland, aren't they? They've only got a population mm. of about thirteen people. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I was at the, I was at the uh, Sydney Football Stadium when when they beat us that afternoon. I took my son out. So, yeah, Scotland, well done, um, the brave-hearted Scots. Now, uh, AFL Jordan Dugowie, uh he's going to claim self-defence in this nightclub incident in uh, the United States. Yeah, it's saying that so he was dropped on the charges of um, force, forceful touching um, and now he's got to defend on December 8 uh, charges of uh, assault. 
Um, he's admitting he did punch a guy, but it was in self-defense. So uh, it's not looking good for him. I think Colin would have had, not, have had enough of this guy, no matter what the result is here, I think. I think he's not going to be playing much more football. He's only 25 too. That, that, yeah. that, you know, and he's a, he's a weapon of a football player. There's little question of that. So, yeah, Jordan Degoe, he's, he's going to have to face some music over, I think it's the early part of December that he goes back into court. Now, soccer, I've got some mates that are a big West Ham fan, so they've already been on the text. They're very happy. They've ended Liverpool's 25-match unbeaten run. They did. They won 3-2 and they're talking about winning a, the, the premiership already, <laughs> uh, West Ham. But I think they, they, they leapfrog uh, Liverpool on the ladder now. They get a third. So, yeah, a, a really, really good win. Um, West Ham have some some really good players, but uh, I'm not quite sure they're going to be premiership contenders. Did you ever, in a cricket match, accidentally fling your arm out and hit an umpire or hit a player or hit a fan? Funnily enough, in, uh Timmy, no. <laughs> but but we saw that in the NBA, didn't we? Yeah, th- this was interesting. And a superstar too, Philadelphia's Joel Embiid. Yeah, he um he was dribbling the ball, lost control of the ball, um, and the ball went out of bounds. Uh, he was so frustrated, he turned around, and he's a mountain of a man, turned around and punched the air that hard and just missed the guy's face by literally millimetres. Um, he would have broken his oh, It would have knocked him out for sure. Um, he was given a technical foul. And uh, but yeah, thank goodness it didn't hit hit didn't hit the opposition player because it would have knocked him out for sure. Yeah, well that that takes us to boxing. I love a little segue and Anthony mm. Durrell. That was an amazing box uh, in the September of his career. Some are saying, but um, he 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 looked in scintillating form and 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 the knockout. Now he wants Canelo. He wants Canelo, and he was on the undercard to Canelo. Um, as you mentioned, he's thirty one years of age. Um, he's a two-time world champion, but he's lost his last two fights quite significantly. Um, but this one he came out with probably, they call it the knockout the knockout of the year. Um, yeah, he looked really, really good. And they're saying, if Canelo's looking for anyone, don't look any further than the guy that was fighting on the undercard. He wants to crack at him now. Yeah. Uh, not all the golf stars are all that enamored by Greg Norman's uh, controversial $260 million move to to get this this new tournament going. Well, the two Americans, Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepler, have you pronounced his name? Um, Kepka. Kepka, yeah. They they have basically said, no, they're, they're going to stick to the PGA. The PGA have come out and said, if anyone decides to play in these rival tournaments that Greg Norman is organising, they'll get life bans. So it's pretty, pretty clear what the PGA is saying. It's going to be pretty hard for Greg Norman. Yeah, but money talks, I suppose, but it'd be pretty hard for Greg Norman to secure a lot of, a lot of the top-end players to go across to his... Uh, Rebel Tour, I suppose. Yeah, look, it's it's one of those sports, particularly at that end. Look, it's it's hard to grind out a career at the lower ends of golf. Mm. It really is. But once you get to that top end, to the PGA Tour, the money is already extraordinary. So, uh, I mean, how much money can you give? Um, like you, you, none of these golfers, these golfers that we've just mentioned there, the Kepkas of the world, they're multi, multi-millionaires. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what does happen with that tournament. Who does decide to go? Because like a lot of them, I think that what we might see is some you know players on the edge, players towards the end of their careers, those kinds of golfers that might say, okay, I'll put my hand up for it. Now, um, Shane Van Gisbergen, he's in great form, isn't he? And he almost hit that wall last night. He, he got away with it. It was a fantastic move on, on his part in the supercars. Yeah, looking good again, but um, this guy is so far ahead of the rest of the, the field, it's it's not funny, Timmy. He, um, week in, week out, no matter what the situation, no matter what the, the conditions are like, this guy is just a gun. He, he's going to go down as probably one of the all-time greats, if not the greatest. 
Yeah, and, and Casey Stoner, this was really hard to watch. I, I watched the media conference on the weekend and I knew nothing about it. I don't think many people did about his health problems, chronic fatigue. He's been in all sorts of trouble, say, the past three years, he said. Uh, at times, um, the most exercise he'd do would be to get from the couch to the kitchen and that's about it. Uh, this is an out-and-out superstar we're talking about. Yeah, he was a gun, two times world champion. And um, as you said, Timmy, chronic fatigue got him. And for two years, he's been stuck on the couch. Um, you know, I've heard of Stoner's been stuck on the couch before, but not Casey Stoner, mate. But, um, you know, it's a, it's <laughs> boom, a tish. <laughs> boom, boom, tish, yeah. But, uh, yeah, hopefully he comes back because, you know, um, at, at one point in time, they're not that long ago, um, uh, the world was at his feet. And uh, yeah, chronic fatigue, it's happened to a few guys. I know, I remember it happened to Matthew Nicholson, the cricketer. He was sort of out of action for for a couple of years, and it just gets you. You're so not motivated, and your, and your body aches and hurts. And um, yeah, it's a debil- debilitating disease. That one. It's a bit like getting old, Shane. Eh? I feel like it is. Uh, mate. Yeah, I, I get that <laughs> yeah, from time to time. Now, uh, Ian Chapel, uh, back to cricket for a moment. I had the great opportunity for years and years to work with Ian Chapel, both here and overseas. And he's great company. He really is. He tells it like it is. He he does not mix his words. But uh, you had a coaching session with him early on. Tell me more. Yeah, I was at the Creed Academy in 1994. Justin Langer was the assistant coach to Rod Marsh, and, and Chappelle came in for a for a, a two-week camp. Um, one was how to play fast bowlers, and one was how to play spin bowling. Um, so he paired us up. Uh, we went out on the main oval at Adelaide Oval there. Um, each batsman had four overs against our four spin bowlers that were at the Creed Academy, so one over from each spinner. Um, you weren't allowed to hit the ball in the air. Um, Chappelle said that was cheating. I was a batsman. You needed to use your feet, and you weren't allowed to sweep. He thought that was a get-out-of-jail-free card too. So we had to use our feet, uh, face four overs, and um, whoever scored the most runs uh, would, would win the competition. Now, I got paired up with Andrew Simons. We scored 26 runs off our four overs, and we thought, yeah, we're going to win the day's play. Um, Chappelle said that was ridiculous, and he was about probably 65 at this stage. He said, I'm going to... I'm gonna. I can still score more runs than that. So he put the pads on with Justin Langer, and he said, "If I don't get more than 26, um, I'll buy all you guys drinks all night tonight." Oh, nice! And they fell short by only two runs, and uh, it, was, it was it wasn't Chappelle's fault. It was Justin Langer's fault. Chappelle was so quick on his feet, still played really well. A little late cuts and um, you know, big cut shots, and using his feet. And uh, and true to his word, we went down. Even though he's uh, two runs short, he bought drinks for everyone all night, and we stayed there. And, uh, yeah, he's a great man, Chappelle, a very, very good cricketer and uh, not a bad drinker either. He got the two wrong blokes, didn't he, you and Andrew Simons? <laughs> we did that point, but uh, I remember the look on his face when the boys started ordering, like, um, you know. Illusions. Uh, illusions and cowboys and all this sort of stuff. And uh, he's still drinking the old, um, you know, the draft beer, mate. Uh, very, very different generation. But uh, but he stayed there, paid the bill and said, you guys had enough? Get out. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our wonderful sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.